You're listening to Weird AF News with Jonesy. Millions of people in Uganda quit the internet as a social media tax takes effect. A man is accused of faking his own kidnapping to avoid paying a Super Bowl bet. And a grandma is swept out to sea in Iceland while posing for a photo on her iceberg throne. These are weird, these stories. Only on Weird AF News do you get daily weird stories told by a comedian who's somewhat funny sometimes. Here we go. Social media tax takes effect in Uganda, and millions of Ugandans are quitting the internet and the services. Millions of people in Uganda have abandoned social media after punishing taxes were imposed on the use of networking sites. A daily levy introduced to tame, quote, idle talk online and raise revenue affects more than 60 online platforms, including Facebook, WhatsApp, and Twitter. To use such sites, Ugandans are expected to pay a tax of 200 Ugandan shillings a day. Uh, I don't know what that is in American dollars or any other dollars. Anyone else? Anyone know anything about Ugandan shillings? It's kind of funny that they use the word shillings still. I thought that was a was kind of a, a, an old school noun. <laughs> In the three months following the introduction of this internet levy, the number of subscriptions to such services like Twitter and Facebook have fallen by more than two and a half million, according to the Uganda Communications Commissions. Fears have been raised over the impact on the economy. At the time the tax was imposed, the finance minister said the legislation aimed to raise revenue for, for public services. However, the president wrote to the finance ministry urging the introduction of the tax as a way to deal with the consequences of online gossip. Quote, gossip. Interesting. Oh, that's kind of fascinating. I like, I'm wondering if, uh, if it's effective in curbing gossip. Because look, we're all on, the, isn't it one of the most annoying things about the, about the social medias is the gossip and the, the backlash and that kind of crap. You know, you, you put up, an, I, you know, I put a lot of YouTube videos up, you know, and I get, okay, so there, I have a YouTube video of me giving the best man speech at a gay wedding and I can't believe the comments that I get on there. Like it is, it's, it's hate speech. Like you can only imagine on there. Um, and like, what, what if those people had to pay to make that hateful comment. Would they make it? Probably not. I'm going to say they wouldn't. I'm going to say if you charge people for this kind of thing, we're going to have less gossip and hate speech. Um, that's my guess. I don't know. Is that a good thing? Eh, I don't know. What do you think? Could be. Then again, also, I may not get those nice comments that I get sometimes on my videos. People saying, people giving me the love. Because who's going to pay to give me the love, too? So we won't get that either. I don't know. I do, th I do think this is a kind of a cool experiment. I'm interested in seeing where it goes. Apparently, though, the tax has not generated the revenue that the government anticipated. So this is kind of a failure in Uganda. <laughs> the number of people paying the tax for sites listed as over-the-top... I guess that's, uh, these are sites chosen by the government because they offer voice and mess messaging services fell by over a million users. Mm, this is kind of crazy. 
The plummeting number of internet subscribers has boosted calls for the tax to be ditched. Yep, yep. Well, social media has become the major source of news and political information. Heightened exposure to information via the internet has led to Ugandan citizens being more critical about political conditions in the country as well. So maybe the government kind of wanted to curb the, uh, <laughs> the, the critics of their own, of their own uh, you know, political infrastructure as well. With less than two years to the next election and a confirmation that the president will be running for another term, we can only expect even more restrictions on the free flow of information on the internet in Uganda. Wow, so there's something else going on here. They thought they would, they were like, oh, maybe they're, maybe they want to restrict, sounds like maybe they want to restrict the flow of information so that some sort of government regime can kind of stay in power, but they were they were sort of dressing it up in this thing called, uh, oh, it's just a tax for the government. We're trying to raise money for some services. So that might be going on here. That's a little, mm, that's a little conspiratorial, I admit. But, you know, I, I just can't help to kind of get that from the article here. I don't know. I don't know anything about the Ugandan government. And I'm just blown away by the fact that they still use shillings. <laughs> so, but I do want to put this question out there to the, my weirdos. Like, do you, do you, what do you think about putting a tax on some social media? Like, what do you, th- how do you think that would affect us? Would that be a positive thing? Is kind of limiting our use on there healthy for us? Look at, we're all, I mean, how much time do you spend on social media? Like, if you had to pay for it, would you spend less time? And therefore, would you be kind of happier overall? I mean, again and again, if you look up online, because I do this all the time, because I want to be happier in my life. I look up, hey, you know, I'll see an article. Hey, the 10 ways to improve your life. Oh, let me read that. And Always, always, you'll see on those lists, like, limit yourself on social media, like, interact more with people in person, be more present. That's a thing, right? They always say that. And I'll bet I would improve my life if I did more of that. So now if there was a tax on social media, I'd be forced to do that. I'd be forced to, like, have meaningful face-to-face interactions more. I'd be more present. Is that a good thing? Should we experiment with this? I don't think it would fly. I think you would see... A total government, like people trying to overthrow the government. It'd be a revolution. You take away their, take away my Facebook. <laughs> it would be over in this country. I don't know, but what do you think? Call Weird AF News, 646-450-2012. I want to know what you think. Yay! A U.S. man has been accused of faking his own kidnapping to avoid paying a Super Bowl bet. A U.S. man has been accused of staging his own elaborate kidnapping to avoid paying out a bet that he made and lost over the Super Bowl. Robert Brandle, age 60, was found tied up in his own trunk near Buffalo in New York. (laughs) He told officers he'd been abducted by two armed men two days earlier. But police were suspicious that he appeared to be a little too clean-shaven and too calm. Come on, buddy. Don't you know how to act when you've been <laughs> abducted? That's not how you do it. Clean shaven. Police had suspi- suspicions were raised when police noticed that uh, Mr. Brandle smelled good. <laughs> he was clean shaven, dressed in a tuxedo and smelled lovely. <laughs> it's like, no, he wasn't in a tuxedo, but officials now believe that uh, Mr. Brandel was trying to get out of paying $50,000 he owes following an online group bet. Oh boy, 50k? That's rough, man. This is what happens when you bet against Tom Brady, you dummy. <laughs> 
He faces charges of fraud and filing a false police report. According to Mr. Brandle's version of the events, he went to pick up the two men in his truck because they were involved in a Super Bowl squares bet with him, an online bet that sees participants enter possible scores into a grid. Mr. Brandle said the men threatened him with a gun, stole $16,000 in cash, and forced him to drive them around the western part of New York State for two days before tying him up and leaving him in a car parked. (laughs) And they forced him to shave before they put him in a trunk. No, I'm kidding. New York State police soon became dubious about his story. They said in a statement, further investigation and interviews revealed that this elaborate story from Mr. Brandle was actually fabricated. They added that Mr. Brandle had made up some of the names in his Super Bowl square in an attempt to take home most of the winnings himself, but had instead fallen far short. One of the officers told uh, the media that they became suspicious because suspicious also because Mr. Brandle was clean-shaven around his beard and calm when they found him, despite it apparently being the third day of his abduction. <laughs> this guy is so stupid. Oh, criminals are so dumb. They just do not think ahead. Let me see. I'm going to be in the trunk for three days. Maybe I should um, rub some dirt on my face and not be clean-shaven. Like, get it together, you dummy. Huh. I mean, come on. If you're going to go to the, the lengths of creating this elaborate backstory, like, at least think about the details. I mean, come on. Uh, a normal person, this is what the cops say, a normal person that's been abducted and has gone through something like that, their heart rate would be very high. They're worried. They're depressed. A lot of emotions that will be bubbling up. And, of course, they wouldn't be clean-shaven. <laughs> but I need to know. We all need to know. Does Mr. Brandle have an attorney? We need to know that. I actually want to know what he bet on. Did he bet against the Patriots? Did he, did he get, like, what was the bet? Oh, these were squares. These are, like, all right, so we've all been to a Super Bowl party and you buy squares. But what squares are $50,000? This is, like, tens of thousands of dollars on squares. This is kind of a crazy over-the-top bet here. This guy's a dummy. This is, at the end of the day, what a dummy. Dummy, dummy, dummy. Oh, these dummies make the world go round because they, they add to the material for Weird AF News. That's for damn sure. Oh, boy. If I was going to make up my own elaborate story on how I would be kidnapped, what would I come up with? I would, have to, I would come up with, like, I would say, well, one of my ex-girlfriends hired a shaman to uh, cast a spell that paralyzed me. Um, and, then, um, and then I was... Then I, I was uh, brought to a, a very, very ancient preliterate tribe of cannibals, and they were going to cook me up in a pot and eat me. And then I escaped. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Grandma was swept out to sea in Iceland while posing for a photo on an iceberg throne. A grandmother was washed out into the Icelandic sea while posing for photos on an iceberg throne when a large wave dislodged the chunk of ice, sending it drifting away, away, away from the shore. (laughs) Oh, earlier this week, Catherine Strang received several text messages and photos from her father about his trip to Iceland with his mother, detailing the grandmother's misadventure. He shared the near-disastrous tale of 
of the grandmother on social media. My grandmother almost got lost at sea in Iceland today, everyone. Here's some photos of her. The funny yet scary images show the gray-haired woman sitting on a chunk of ice in the shape of a lounge chair. The caption reads, Iceberg Queen. Oh, look at her. She's so happy on her iceberg on one photo. And then the next photo, she's out. <laughs> she's out in the ocean getting taken away. Oh, the poor woman. Oh, I feel so terrible. I hate to laugh at it, but man, it's really funny. The photo is anyways. You should Google this. Another image shows the elderly woman still sitting on the iceberg, floating away into the cold, chilly, freezing Icelandic waters. <laughs> Drifting out to sea. She was rescued by another tourist nearby who happened to be a boat captain. He waded into the water and grabbed her throne, pulled her in. Can you imagine the temperature of that water? Oh my goodness. That would have killed her in an instant. This, this man's a hero, this guy that got her, the boat captain. Great job, guys. Way to save Granny. Strang shared the conversation she had with her father about the incident with Storyful and explained to the news service exactly how the entire situation unfolded. I love how people, now, now people are just like, um, now people are like official news reporters. <laughs> hey, I'd like to report my grandmother almost drowning in the Icelandic ocean. All right. Call me. I'll give you an interview about it. Oh, so cute. The iceberg was shaped like an easy place to sit. You can tell by the looking at the shape of it. It was like a throne. Well, that looks fun, the grandma said. When they asked her about it, she says, but when I got on, it started to totter. Oh, that's such a grainy word to use. It started tottering. <laughs> and I said, I, I said, woo. <laughs> Gee willikers. <laughs> and other grainy words. Uh, it started to totter and a wave was coming in. A very large wave came in and made the throne rock. And my throne was slipping off into the sea. And I don't weigh very much. It was a little easier to float off with me sitting on it, I guess. Good times, granny. Good times. What an adventurous granny to go to... What are you doing going to Iceland anyways, you crazy? Come on. I hope I have the energy, the yearning for adventure when I'm 82 years old to go to places like Iceland. And, you know, I just don't think that's going to be happening. I just can't... I just can't see it happening. So I got to give this lady props for getting out there in the world. But, you know, maybe you ought to just, just reel it in a little, Granny, okay? Just reel in the adventure. You can't be just traversing icebergs these days, okay? Take it easy. <laughs> maybe see the icebergs from the safety of a boat. How about that, Granny? I'm just giving you some advice, Granny, and all the grannies out there. I'm not saying don't live your life. I'm just saying, you know, don't go, <laughs> don't go doing jumping jacks on an, on an iceberg. What's up, guys? It's Jonesy. I'm glad you tuned in today. I hope you enjoyed the weird stories. I want to give some love to people who reached out to me, showed me some love. Like PJ on Twitter, who says, Just so you know, Jonesy, I listened to you in the bathroom while getting ready for work. Zero idea how I found you, as I mostly listen to true crime podcasts. Maybe it's all that crazy true crime in Florida. Yeah, it is true crime in Florida. <laughs> uh, speaking of Florida, I got a message on Instagram from Jaxil from Miami. She says, hello, I listen to your show in the morning when I get ready for work. I love Weird AF News. I live in Miami. Your Florida Friday is on point. Thank you. I'm loving Florida Friday. I think I am on point. 
Also, Ron Busy reached out to me on Instagram. Shout out to Ron Busy, who had some questions for me. He says he's a fan of Gotham, wants to know what episode I'm, I'm on. I think it was, it's, so it's season one. I'm pretty sure I'm in episode three. Um, big scene, me getting interrogated. You can, uh, you can actually find it on my website. You can watch the clip, jonesy.com. You can watch that clip. It's on there. He also wants to know what kind of weed I'm smoking because he wants to know what kind of weed makes me get a, get a glittery picture of Jesus and put it in my car. Now, I know what you're wondering. You're like, that sounds weird, Jonesy. What are you talking about? Well, if you follow me on Instagram, which you can do so, at Funny Jones, you will see that I, um, <laughs> well, I picked up a little bit of, um, it's a picture of Jesus I found on the side of the road. <laughs> it's got a gold frame, and, and it's like the Last Supper scene, and, and Jesus is really glittery. And uh, I don't know. I thought it'd be funny to put it in my car and drive around and have Jesus as my passenger. <laughs> I'm sorry. And he wants to know what kind of weed I smoke that makes me do that. I'll tell you. I'll tell you, Ron Busy. This is what I smoke. The green kind, baby. The green kind. <laughs> Hey, anyways, if you guys want to reach out to Weird AF News, you can feel free to do that. I, I implore you to do so. I encourage it because I like to hear from you. Whether it's criticism or love, I'm open to it all. Hit me up. 646-450-2012. My email, funnyjones at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at funnyjones. Also at tw- on Twitter at funnyjones. And on Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. I got to pimp out my uh, Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Weird AF News where you can support Weird AF News. The only weird news podcast on a daily, well, five days a week anyways. You can show some love there. You can uh, buy Jonesy a cup of coffee a month. That kind of stuff makes me feel wonderful. I like to feel the love um, from all, on all sides. So do it. Hit me up anytime. I love you. Hope you have a great day. Yay!